brought your worship with you today, right? Yeah, I hope so. Let's give him glory today. could carry that kind of weight it was my tomb till I met you well I was breathing but not alive all my failures I tried to hide it was my turn till I met you. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. You called my name.
called you out of that darkness and brought you into his light. Oh, to live and to walk in his light. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Because of you, because of you, we get to live in the light. We get to live in the light of your presence, in the light of your glory. You're such an awesome God.
Can you lift up holy hands in the house? If God has been good to you, if God has kept you, if God has sustained you, if God has delivered you, if God has healed you, come on, you have experienced the goodness of God. I I love that song. Your, Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. It's coming after me. Amen. I I just declare that over our lives today. Amen. Do you accept that in your heart today? Can you sing that again? Your goodness, come on. Come on, sing it out. Declare it. Your goodness, Lord. Your goodness, Lord. today in the house and begin to just thank the Lord. We just said, I'll sing of the goodness of God. Well, why don't you put that into practice right now? Come on, let the meditations of your heart flow for you. I I don't know really what to pray. Just say, God, you've been good to me. God, you've been so good to me. You woke me up this morning, Lord. You brought me here. I'm breathing today. God, I have food on my table, Lord. I have a roof above my head. God, I have everything I need. God, you've been so, so, so good to me. We give adoration and praise to you, Lord. We give glory to your name today. If you're here today, you say, hey, Pastor, I have a, I have a need. I know someone that has a need. Maybe somebody that you know is sick, or maybe somebody that you know needs a job, or maybe somebody you know is dealing with a court issue, or whatever the case. How many would lift your hand and say, hey, Pastor, I know someone that that has a need, or I have a need today, and we want to lift those up. I know we got several people that are that are still out sick and struggling, and um, we're just going to plead the blood of Jesus over them, okay, today. Can we do that? Will you just, just lift up in prayer, and whatever you're praying for today. 
I, I want you to just let your faith be charged today. I, I know sometimes we pray prayers just repetitively because we, it's just what we're trained to do. But I want you to charge your faith. I, what, what if you really believed what you prayed? What if we really walked out what we were praying? And so uh, today I want you to just pray with the fervency of, of faith and prayer today. Lord God, we come before you today knowing, knowing that you are a good God. Lord, your track record is perfect. And so, Lord, today, Lord, we come before you, Lord, with each and every need and each and every situation. Lord, you, there, there are so many hands raised. Lord, I, there's no way that I could ever know, Lord, each and every needed situation. But, Lord, you do. Lord, you know all things. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, move on these needs, Lord, and, and have your will and way, Lord. Touch. God, give these people guidance. Give them wisdom. God, in their decision-making, those who are struggling with decisions, God, I pray, Lord, that you lead and guide them. Lord, order their steps, Lord. Begin to help them to walk, Lord, in the direction, Lord, that you would have them to walk. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch bodies today, Lord, those who are feeling ill today. God, we just plead the blood of Jesus. God, we pray right now, Lord, that you would just touch them, Lord, that you would just uh, minister to them right where they're at. God, we ask you, Lord, to touch each and every need, Lord, those who may be struggling with, with situations and maybe, maybe dealing uh, with maybe some court things. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give guidance and wisdom and direction, Lord, in these things in this, this time. God, Lord, have your will and way. God will give you the praise and God will give you the glory. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. Look at your neighbor, give them a fist bump, find about three people around you if you can, give them a fist bump. If you don't want to do that, give them an air bump. Tell them it's good to see them in the house of the Lord today. <clears throat> Amen. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. <clears throat> Three of you are, are happy to be in the house of the Lord today. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us, what, go into the house of the Lord. And I tell you what, I, there's no place, and he would say it like this, there's no other place I'd rather be. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in my father's house. And I don't know about you, but I love church. I was a little bit concerned last night when it started raining and I saw the temperature where it was at. I thought, oh, no, here we go. Here comes January coming in like a, like a vengeance. But uh, today is actually, it's wet, but it's not a terrible day, you know. And, and uh, I'm grateful that you're here today. And those of you who made it out um, today, we're so glad that you're here. If you're a guest with us, we want to say welcome from the bottom of our hearts. We're glad that you're here. If you need anything, just let us know and we'll do our best to help you. And we want to just, we pray that you feel the presence of the Lord in this house and we pray that uh, that you feel welcome, that you feel loved, and that you that you feel like this is a place that you belong. Amen. And so, come on, let's give all of our guests here and those online a welcome today. I was looking at a little bit at some of the uh, stats of our. Um, Online, and I don't really pay that much attention to it, to be honest with you. But I was looking at some of that last night, and uh, it's amazing to me to watch um, the message of Jesus Christ coming out of this church in in Bedford, Indiana, is is touching the world. 
I was I was shocked. I mean, to see where where people are listening in India and and just across the world at, at different places and different times, and and I and it just goes to show you that God could use you where, right where you're at sometimes. And and I just I love that we have that opportunity to do that. And I tell you what, we're gonna get better at it, and we're gonna we're gonna reach as many people for Jesus as we can. Amen. I'm excited about uh, this year. And I know last year, or last year, last year, just a week or so ago, uh, last week I, I spoke on on looking into, uh, you know, looking back over the year and being thankful and looking into the new year and some some direction that we uh, need to do. And I think that that's important. And I, I love I love the new year because it oftentimes gives us a fresh start. Some of us, how many know? Sometimes we need a fresh start, and that happens in our lives from time to time. And uh, I'm just grateful for what God's. God has really just, uh, there's a lot of things I want to share with you, but timing is everything. Uh, I'm learning in this position, sometimes you, you, you tell things when they need to be told, not just because you know, know them. Does that make sense? And, uh, and so I've, I've been praying about some things, and I want to tell you this year, I believe God is going to use this church and use you in a mighty way. And what that takes from you is a heart that says, God, I'll submit to whatever you have for me in 2022, whatever that looks like. How many want to be used in a greater way by the Lord in 2022? Amen. Uh, I, I do, and I, I pray that you do, and, and, um, and I'll share some of those things in the up-and-coming weeks and uh, little by little. If you're here, and, and I know we did, I want to say this. We did our backpacks, and um, remember, I... I, we talked to the staff and, and for uh, the open arms ministry, and, and we wanted to do backpacks for uh, kids that were in foster care. And oftentimes when they come in, they bring their clothes in just a um, Walmart sack or whatever from place to place. And so we wanted to provide them with backpacks. Well, when in talking to the open arms ministry and, and Nick, um, they're not here today, uh, but... Uh, he gave us a list of things that they could use because um, oftentimes they'll come from one house and come into the home for a while and then go to a house and then come back. And, and, uh, but he gave us a list of things to fill those backpacks with. You guys, uh, oh, ye of little faith pastor over here. I wasn't for sure how, how we were going to do this. And uh, you guys blew it out of the water as far as uh, doing backpacks. And I wanted originally, and, and, and don't throw rocks at me, I wanted to do, uh, because the home, I, I think right now, currently has about roughly 28 kids in it. There's two homes. There's a girl's home and a boy's home. And I wanted to do 30 backpacks. That was my initial thought. Well, the staff, in our staff meeting, they said, Pastor, we can do better than that. And they, they chastised me, and I said, you know what, you're right. And so we wanted to do 50 backpacks. Well, I want to tell you guys, we have done and filled, we will fill, uh, 100 backpacks. <clears throat> Thank you for your giving. Thank you for sowing into, you'll never know. And what we're going to do, and I said we were going to do this. I was praying we would be able to do this at the beginning of the year. But uh, we have a little issue. There is a, uh, the chain of, of supplies is, is limited right now. And so we've got everything ordered. Well, guess what? 
we have to wait a little bit. But what I wanted to do before we sent those to the home was to bring those up here, put them across the front. And one Sunday when we have everything and pray that God would just open, open the windows of heaven and all the stuff that needs to get here would get here. We're going to fill those backpacks, but we're going to pray over each and every one of them. Because what happens is those kids, they get those backpacks, and we're going to just, just like Paul did, uh, you know, a prayer cloth. We're just going to put a point of contact on that and pray that the, the, uh, that the Holy Spirit would be with them, okay? And listen, you don't understand. Maybe I don't understand, but maybe you do understand. But oftentimes these kids, they have a lot of things that are wearing on their minds. And I tell you what, I want them to know that Jesus Christ loves them. I love the open arms ministry because they, they teach Jesus it's foster care, but they teach Jesus. They get the word. They go to church. They, they are constantly having people pour into them. And I just believe if you come from a broken situation, I serve a God who puts pieces back together. And I believe, I believe that just the small thing that we're doing, that God is going to take the seed that we have planted and begin to do the dynamic thing within these kids that it will affect. Amen. Are you guys with me? All right, I wanted to let you know that, um, where we were at with that, because I know I had said, hey, we're going to do that at the beginning of the year. Well, probably most of the stuff we ordered is maybe on a, on a ship out in the middle of the ocean right now. I don't know, but we're, it's going to get here somehow, some way. We're going to pray it in, some, some, so pray for that. I want to also invite you this week to, um, we're going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting um, starting Tuesday, and we're doing this as a church. I know... You could, you could fast uh, as an individual if the Lord speaks to you. But I believe that um, it's important for us to come together in unity, one mind, one accord, and pray uh, as a church. Amen? That was weak. Amen? All right. Uh, a praying church uh, is a church that is in tune with what God's, God's doing. And, and prayer is two-way communication with the Lord. Oftentimes we think it's just us talking to Him. But... Oftentimes, prayer is us listening to the Lord as well. And I pray that our uh, spiritual antennas, that's old for some of you young people don't even know what I'm talking about. Our spiritual antennas would be tuned to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, each and every one of us. And that he would just put uh, his perfect will in our hearts and that we would move forward in unity, in love, and that God would do amazing things. Amen. He's going to get the glory out of it, and so um, be looking for that. We have in the back, I believe, um, if you, everything is going to be on, on social media. We also, if you haven't signed up for our uh, email newsletter, they'll come in daily, uh, just just a little devotion, something you could pray about. Um, and uh, if, you, if you are not, if that's not your cup of tea, guess what? We got some old school papers back there that you could take home with you, okay? If you lose it, that's on you, though. That's not on me, all right? Um, but uh, we have those, and we want to make sure that you're, you can do this with us, that you're a part of this with us. Amen? Amen. All right. Everyone smile at me real big. Anybody tell you guys, you guys look good today. You guys all look good today. It's so good to see you today, and I, I'm excited uh, to be here. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Kentley, this morning, and um, I, I'm I'm just charged for for the new year. Amen. I'm charged for what God has for us. 
Um, I, I want to encourage you today. How many like to be encouraged? I love to be encouraged, and um, there's something about um, being encouraged that, that just that pushes you along. Sometimes you, how many have ever been encouraged when you, when you didn't even realize you needed to be encouraged? I mean, I, I, I had a moment last week where, well, I, I think I mentioned it last week that, you know, one of my uh, pastor colleague friends called me out of the blue. I was not expecting a phone call from him at all. Uh, and he called me and he just, just poured into me. And I was, I, I told him at the end of that conversation, I did not know that I needed to be encouraged, but you had called and encouraged me. And I said, thank you for listening to the voice of the Lord because I needed that today. And so I want to encourage you today. I want to, I want to uh, strengthen your faith today. And I'm gonna, we're going to be looking at some scripture. Um, Mark chapter 9 is where we're going to be in today, Mark chapter 9. And uh, once, you, once you get there, uh, you can put a finger there and then you can go to Hebrews 11 um, uh, and then put a finger there. And then go to John chapter 14. You say, well, wh- well, what if I have a digital Bible? Well, guess what? There's some things in the old school Bibles that just make it easier, right? I'm just saying, you know, they don't run out of power. And they, uh, you know, you don't have to be plugged in or anything. But, uh, but uh, I'm going to look at, uh, if, you, if you got those, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, I'll start there. How's that? Hebrews chapter 11, Mark chapter 9, and then John chapter 14. Uh, so... Um, when you got it, say, I got it. If you don't, say, hold up. All right, I can, I can wait just a moment for, for the, a few people there. Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says this, and, I, and this is not my, my verse, but I felt like it was important to add today, is this. And it's a good reminder to us coming in 2022. And, and it says this, Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith... It is what? To please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. How many know that God rewards those who seek him? We ought to seek him with all our hearts, all right? Not just for the reward. You know what the reward really is when we seek him with all our hearts? That we know him more. Ah, man, sometimes being in, 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 in just contact with the Lord is, is amazing because good things happen just because he is the Lord. But to know him, that's the ultimate goal. All right, look at this. John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. When you got it, say, hey, I, I'm there. All right, a few of you got it. If you, if you don't have it, say, hold up. All right, good. John chapter 14. Verse 12, if you don't have it, it'll be up on the screen. It says this right here. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. All right. There's a very powerful scripture. Now, Mark chapter 9. Go backwards in your Bible. Go back to Mark chapter 9. You say, wow, you're really taking us on a journey. I'm keeping you awake this morning. Mark chapter 9. 
verse 23, it says this. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. All right, everyone say all things are possible for one who believes. Let me ask you this today. What are you believing for in your life today? What are you believing for? And see, here's the thing. I mean, I, I've been in church a, a long time in my life, and I have, I've seen, I've seen some awesome things in church. I've seen some amazing things, but I still haven't tasted, and I still haven't seen, and I, I, I still am trying to walk this scripture out in my life. I'm not perfect, and you aren't either, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, you aren't perfect, all right? Uh, and, and my question is this. And, and, I, and this is not an indictment on anybody here, but this is just, an, uh, just a statement, uh, you know, in, in general. Not really calling out our church, but calling out the whole church in, in general. Why aren't we seeing our prayers answered? And, man, it makes me think, why has the church become so complacent, sometimes ineffective at praying? Boy, that's rough, isn't it? Uh, because here's the thing, we'll, we'll pray for the sick, and we'll pray for the bound, and we'll pray for the lost. And how come we don't see the fruit of, of, of those things? You know, if, we, if, we, if we look at the scriptures that just all things are possible, how come we don't see the fruition of those things? And, and Jesus said you'll do greater things, right? So, so here's the question, where is the greater in your life? Now, now I'm not chastising anybody but here's the thing you're gonna have to own this on your own okay because this is this is not just a corporate thing but this is this is you hey and I say and I'd say that to myself where is the greater TJ where is the greater in your life and 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 so and oftentimes we we fail to see the supernatural moving the power of almighty God within our lives and listen I can tell you this as a pastor, there are things that are happening sometimes that you don't see that I do see that are good, okay? Some things uh, God is answering prayers and God is doing things. But here's what happens. Unbelief will negate or postpone the will of God in your life. Unbelief, just simple unbelief. And so I'll give you an example. The children of Israel were delayed 40 years because of their unbelief. They had a destiny. They had a purpose. And God said, well, hold up. I, I'm going I'm to stop you right there, right? And, and so I say this. God, forgive us for not believing and trusting in you, for not moving in faith and being complacent with the status quo in our lives. Now, don't kill the messenger. He said, I thought this was going to be encouraging, Pastor. Well, yeah, I promise we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, is it possible as the church, the reason we don't see the miraculous all the time is because of our unbelief. Well, I have faith. I believe that all of us have faith, and I, I believe we all have a measure of faith. It takes faith, right? It, it, it's matter of fact, that's one of the main things that we need to be saved is, is, is faith, belief in God, knowing God. And, 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 but I think there's some principles within the text that I'm going to read in just a second that can help us out. And, and here's what I want to speak today is this. All things are are possible if you believe. Everyone say, all things are possible if 
you believe. All right, let's try that again. All things are possible if you believe. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just use me as a vessel as you see fit today. God, I pray, Lord, that I would get out of the way, Lord, and you would just have your will and way. God, I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be charged, that our faith would be, would be charged with the mighty move of God today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would change our lives, God, change our perspective, Lord, to your perspective. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Mark chapter 9, verse 14 through 28. Here's the story that I, I want to lay out for you. It says this. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. Verse 15. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. They're talking about Jesus here, okay? And he asked them, what are you arguing about with men? Talking about the disciples there. Verse uh, 17 says this. And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher... I brought my son to you, for he has a, a spirit that makes him mute. Verse 18. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I ask your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. Look at this. Verse 19 says this. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And I want to look at this text today. There's a lot to unpack in this text. Um, a little backstory too. But I want to look at this text. And I, I want to challenge you today that all things are possible. All right? All things are possible. So, uh, just buckle up. Everyone look at your neighbor's neighbor and say, buckle up. All right, we're going we're gonna to do this. It's interesting to me. This is one of those uh, scriptures in the Bible that a lot of people want to shy away from. And I've noticed this in the book of Mark and, and a lot of occasions. He, he does not shy away from the demonic. He, he just just go straight at it. I, and especially in this place, most of us, we don't really want to talk about, you know, the demonic activities and, and things. And scripture says that this, this particular story is in the synoptic gospels or all the, all, all, all Matthew, Mark, Luke, or Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but it's not in John. But this, this story talks about this young man, and, and one, one uh, of the writers, one of the um, gospel writers, calls this boy lunatic, actually. And, and Mark doesn't, doesn't necessarily call him lunatic, but, but it talks about what is going on in his life. And, and he's demonically oppressed. How many know that the enemy is still at work in our world? All right? And so we need to understand what, how the enemy operates, all right? Hey, and here's the thing. We're in a spiritual battle. And I don't know if you know that or not, but you're in a spiritual battle as a child of God. And you're fighting battles. And the only way you're going to be able to fight spiritual battles is with spiritual weapons. You can't do it in your own ability. And that means you're going to have to pray. Amen? And not just pray, but pray fervently. 
Learn to pray. I, one of the things I can say about the older generation when I was growing up, man, they knew how to pray. Because here's the thing. Uh, when I was growing up, if you went up to the front, man, they were going to pray whatever was out of you some way, somehow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. All right. And, and, and maybe, maybe we just need to get back to that point, okay? But prayer changes things. So I, I want to look at this. There, I think there's three reasons why our unbelief keeps us from seeing the miracles of God uh, as we pray. So look at this. Here's, here's the first thing. And this story, uh, you know, there's a little backstory to this. But here's my first point is this. We are stuck on the mountaintop experience. Stuck on the mountaintop experience. Uh, you know, when I was a district youth director in Southern California, I, I served for four years. And our campground there in, in Southern California sits at about 5,500 to 6,000 feet up in the mountains, okay? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Uh, in, in the middle of July, you go up there. It's 55 degrees at night. You got to wear a hoodie, but it's about 80 degrees. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And we would go up there. And one of the things that, that we would say during camp is this. Don't, don't get stuck in this mountaintop experience. This thing has to go home with you. It's not, it doesn't just stay up here on the mountaintop. And so here's, here's the, here's the back story here, what's, what's going on. In Mark chapter 9, the first part of this chapter, uh, we know of the story of Jesus. He's take, he, he takes Peter, James, and John, his, his three, his three Friends, his his three clo close close the three amigos, right? They're there with it. We are the three amigos. I don't know why that just topped went in my head. All right, but he takes them to the top of the mountain with him, and in that moment, he has this transfiguration. Jesus' deity uh, comes out. Okay, in this moment, he's there up on the mountain with with uh, Peter, James, and John, and 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 his deity comes out of his humanity there, and there he is. He's a floating floating uh, figure, and and so they're there. And then while they're sitting there, and then all of a sudden Moses shows up, and then Elijah shows up. I tell you what, if I would have been Peter, James, and John, I think I would have been a little bit scared. It's a whole lot happening all at once. But look at this. So they have this mountaintop experience. And here's the thing. Three of them are with Jesus on this mountain. Three of them are right there. And the other nine, where are they at? They're down, they're down in, in the valley. They're down doing the work of Jesus. They were not there. And so Jesus, he's transfigured on the mountain, and there he is. He's radiant. He's glowing in the presence of the Lord. And, and, and here's the thing. This is what I, I could say. How many love mountaintop experience? How many love the, the highs of, of, of feeling the presence of God? How many love those moments? I love those moments. You can't stay there all the time. You know what those moments are for? Those moments are to fill you so you can go down into the valley and begin to minister the word of the Lord. Speak into people's lives. Those moments aren't necessarily always for us. Sometimes we need those encouraging moments. But we are filled up to be poured out. Amen? And can I tell you that you've overstayed your mountain experience when you forget about the others down in the valley. And that's what happens in this case. He, Peter, he really wasn't thinking about the other nine disciples or the multitude of people with needs. He was just thinking about, hey, it's me, Jesus, James, and John, and Elijah, and Moses. It's our little group and no one else. Woo! Peter, he sees Jesus, and he sees all this going on. And, and then he makes this ridiculous 
petition to the Lord while on the mountain because Scripture tells us he didn't know what to say. He didn't know how to respond. And so he's like, hey, you know, Peter, he always had something to say. But in this moment, he really didn't know how to respond. He said, Jesus, this is what, 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 what we should do. Uh, this is a cool moment. We need to build a tabernacle for you. We need to build a tabernacle for Moses. And we need to build a tabernacle for Elijah. And we just need to stay up here. Oh, man. How often, how often, boy, I tell you what, how many of us are still trying to live on the high from the last high experience that God gave us? Scripture tells us this, that God's, uh, that his mercies are renewed each and every morning. Do you know God wants to fill you up every day with something fresh? It's our job to reach out and say, hey, Lord, I'll take what you have today. Come on, give it to me. So it's amazing. So, so this is probably a, it, the heavens open up. It's so cool. This, this story is so cool. The heavens open up, and God the Father says, this is my son and who I am well pleased. And I like this last line. He says, listen to him. Best advice I've ever heard in my life right there. This is Jesus. Listen to him. If you don't get anything else out of this sermon, listen to Jesus, okay? And this is what the Father says. He says, listen to him, and this is this is probably a, a a cool moment to be with Jesus on the mountaintop. It's awesome, and Peter's pretty much forgets about the other nine. And I tell you what, sometimes we get selfish. You're a vessel of the Lord. The Lord pours in for you to, to pour out. Oh man, that was a good word. I know you may not like that, but that's something that we need to hear coming in in 2022. The purpose of me being filled up with the Holy Spirit is that I might go and be a witness for Jesus Christ. That's the purpose. So here's the thing. We grow accustomed as believers that we expect our mountaintop experience, and we want to just keep it to ourselves. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for this moment. Thank you, God, for this moment. It's just for me, 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 me. That's selfish, 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 selfish. I can't even say that three times fast. It's hard to say. And here's the deal. I, I don't think Peter meant, meant to do that. I think, it's, I think Peter's intentions were always pure, and he's trying to do what's right and didn't know what to say in the moment. I guess that's a lesson for all of us to learn. When you don't know what to say, don't say nothing at all. Right? But after God speaks, Jesus instructs the three disciples. He says, <laughs> Jesus says, come go down to the valley. And I've asked God, why can't I stay on the mountaintops in my life? thought about that and said, Lord, why can't I stay up there? Why, why, can't I, why can't I do it? And the short of the answer is this. Jesus knows there's still work to be done. At that point, Peter, James, and John, they, they were just living it up up there with the Lord. This is such a cool moment. This is for us. But Jesus is like, yeah, there's still people that need to know who I am. There's still miracles that need to happen. We can't stay up here. There's still a work to be done. And so God, God has not called us just to experience his presence from week to week only to remain there, but to do this, spread the gospel. Spread the light of Jesus to a dark and dying world. And when you've been in the presence and here's the thing. When you've been in the presence of the Lord, you cannot hide it. And so, you know, you remember G, uh, Peter later, he would deny Jesus. And because 
who he had been around, they, they were able to, to know who he was, and they knew him by his accent, and they understood those things. And if, when you've been in the presence of God, you cannot hide it. But the sun, listen to this, the sun covers everything, it, it, and, and, and at night it illuminates the moon, and all we have to do is look up to the moon and see. That's, the moon doesn't light up itself. I know you guys think that, that Duke Energy runs the moon, but it does not. It is sun-powered. It's a reflection. The moon is a reflection of the sun. Do you know God has called you to be a reflection of his son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ. Amen? And as the church, we should be at a higher plane. Listen to me. The world, I think, they look for help from the church. But sometimes at the church, depending on where we're at, they're looking equal with us or they're looking down at us. But God has called you up to a higher plane so that we can be a light that shines bright in the world. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You can't stay on the mountaintop because there is still work to be done. Still work to be done. Number two right here. Here's the second thing. There was a true lack of faith. And now I'm gonna, we, I beat up on the, the three disciples out on the mountain a little bit. But now I'm going to beat up on the nine that are below, okay? And we'll call them the JV team, okay? Or, or, or the B team because they didn't get to go up with Jesus. You know, they could have been really jealous. But, hey, they, you know, Peter, James, and John, they're having this moment with God. The other nine, they're down, and they're working their fingers to the bone just trying to do what God has called them to do. But look at this. Look at this. A true, there was a true lack of faith. So let me ask you this. Why are you here? Think about that for a moment. That's rhetorical. You don't have to answer that out loud. Why are you here? Because I drove my car here to this morning. No, why are you here? Look at the big picture here. Why are you here? 1 John 3.8 says this. It says, he who sins is of the devil. If you're sinning, stop it. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. But look at this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus' purpose was to destroy the works of the devil. Here's the thing. I think some of us, we want a relationship with Jesus Christ, and, and that's great. We all want a relationship with Jesus Christ. But here's where we stop. You're not saved just to escape hell. That's one of the benefits of being saved, but that is not the reason that you are saved. He saved you that the light of Jesus would shine to a dark and dying world. You are a, a reflection. And as the church, we should be pushing back the spirit of darkness through prayers, through our worship, and the way we live our lives for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I know this is quiet. You guys are quiet today, but I believe you're taking this in. Uh, and we see in the text that the disciples who had done things in the Lord's name, here they are, They're the nine that are down there, they are stumped, they are perplexed, and they, and they are in need of a situation. They're down there with a group of people, and there's a mob forming because they're trying to perform miracles, and they're not able to do it. 
It's amazing. They followed Jesus. They watched his example. And as the church, I, I believe, we, we aren't seeing, the, one of the reasons we aren't seeing the miraculous in the church is not because of effort, right? Because I believe we have effort. But here's the thing. The disciples were trying, but they fell. But look at this. Mark chapter 9, verse 18 says this. And this is the man speaking who's bringing his son. Uh, and he says this. So I ask your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able not able to do it. And then he answered them. And this is Jesus answering the disciples here. He's talking to his disciples here. And I want you to listen to this, what he says. He says, oh, faithless generation. Them's harsh words right there. He's not talking to the crowd. He's talking to his disciples. You faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? Kind of reminds me like a parent is with their kids. How long do I have to live with you, right? Just a little bit tired. You could almost feel the irritability in his voice. Miracles come from believing in the name of Jesus. And the word them is the disciples. And what a rebuke and a chastisement of, of the men who walked and saw Jesus do miracle after miracle time and time again. And I can't help but think in our lives that we, we've been around this thing for so long. We've seen miracles. We've, we've lived in the mountaintop experiences and we find ourselves there. And God's not doing, uh, doing things in our lives because here's the thing. We give the nine left at the base of the mountain uh, somewhat of an inferior. I said that they were the JV team or whatever. But look at this. Notice I don't see Peter, James, and John stepping up. They just had a great mountaintop experience, but here they are, and they're just like, well, I'm just going to let Jesus just take care of this. They're smart siblings, right? Kind of like the, the, the siblings that's getting in trouble. They, like my kids, one of the siblings will be getting in trouble. The other two are kind of like, yeah, I'm going to hide back here, Right? So they're not, they're not doing anything. But here's the thing. I, Hebrew, I read this. Hebrews 11.6 says that it is impossible to please God without faith. Everyone say faith. And Jesus says this, oh, faithless generation. So look at this. He's, the symptom here is, is uh, uh, number one for these disciples is this. Here it is. You are faithless. It wasn't because I wasn't trying, but here's the thing. You are faithless. So how often are our prayers, look, look at me, how often are our prayers just empty words? Oh, we've learned to cite things. We've learned to say things. But do we mean those things? I know what I'm supposed to say. I, you know, raised in church, I know the right lingo, I know what to say, and this and that. But listen, but how often are our prayers just words without sincerity? They're faithless words. And, and here's the thing those are not pleasing to God. And we know the obvious answer that Jesus tells them later in, in verse 29 in private. I love this about Jesus. And, 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 and instead of chastising them right there, in front, he does say one thing about them. But he pulls them to the side later on in private. And he says this in verse 29. He says, these things don't happen unless there's prayer and fasting. Here's the reason why you couldn't do it, boys. Your prayer life's not where it needs to be. And number two, you haven't fasted. So look at this. So, so, but here's the thing. Faith, faith opens the door to believing. So it's safe to say the disciples, though they experienced Jesus, were faithless. 
Those are not my words. Those are Jesus' words. They had a weak prayer life. They had not fasted. And they were not ready to push back the darkness. How many knows that the enemy is, is stronger than we want to give him credit for at times? Me and my own self, I can't take on the enemy. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ, through me, I can. And if I put Jesus at the right perspective, if I put my faith in him, not in, not in my ability, I put my faith in Jesus Christ. When I've prayed up, when I've fasted up, I know that I can push back the darkness because that is what Christ said I could do. And they had no way of knowing the timing of this event, but neither do we from day to day. We don't know what situation we're going to face from day to day. You may come across someone. You may be going through the store. You may come across a young child. Maybe his name is lunatic who might be doing something. And you've got to be ready in season and out of season. Amen? And in order to be the light of Jesus, we have to walk by faith and have a fervent prayer life. I know this is simple, but it's powerful and it's potent, and we need it. All right, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up here. I hear this and I think, God, if that's me, if I'm like any of the disciples in this moment, if I'm stuck on a mountaintop experience, and Lord, if I'm thinking I'm walking in, 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 in your presence and, I, and I'm thinking I can cast out demons and I'm thinking that, I, that, that you can heal people through me, God, and, and it's not happening, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me to understand that. See, and so this leads me to my last point, number three, right here. And, and, and here's, the, here's the thing. As believers, I know this is tough. I want you guys, this is going to be tough because you're going to have to look inside yourself here. You've got to have an honest confession of faith. Look at yourself and say, hey, am, am, am I truly walking? Am, am I walking out this faith thing like God has called me to? Am I doing what he has called me to? Am I able to do? Am I spreading the light of Jesus? Am I stuck in my mountain experience? Am I stuck from what God did for me in 2010? Or am I living for what God has for me in 2022? Am I, am I able to do these things? Am I able to pray for people? Am I able to shake the gates of hell with my prayers? It's an honest confession of faith. So, and, and the last person I want to look at, I looked at the disciples, but I want to look at the father of the son. So look at this, Mark chapter 9, uh, verse 20. It says this, and they brought the boy to him. Now, here's the good news. If you're like the disciples, and maybe, maybe your faith isn't where you need to be, you've got to be like the disciples did. You know what? I don't know what to do, but guess what? He does. I, I, I may be weak within myself, but Jesus can. Man, sorry I blew it, but Jesus can. Come on. Let's go to him. He'll fix this thing right up. And so here's the thing. Jesus moves with compassion on the boy and his father. And look at this. The father had only heard of Jesus. He had only heard of Jesus. This is the first time he's been with Jesus. And he might have heard of his ways of performing miracles. And when he got the word that Jesus and his disciples were near, by faith, look at this. By faith, the father positioned himself to be in the middle of where Jesus was going to be. You know, by faith, you positioned yourself this morning to be where Jesus is going to be. How do you know that? Because the scripture tells us where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there in their midst. And I can tell you this, when we come together, our faith is rising and God can manifest himself in this place. So he brought his need to Jesus. Here's the problem. Oftentimes I have a need and I want Jesus to come to my need. 
That doesn't take faith. You know what takes faith? Here, Lord. I don't know what to do with this. I've tried. I've got no answers. Take it. Take it. Can I tell you today, position yourself for a miracle. Look at this. The next part of that scripture says, and when the Spirit saw, and when the Spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed, and the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. So this is what happened. So this boy's demonically oppressed, and <laughs> I'm gonna make a powerful point here. Some of you feel like you've been coming to church. God, here's my situation. And the very thing that you need God to deliver you from is rearing its head and it's gotten worse. Can I tell you something? When you're close to your breakthrough, the enemy is going to fight and throw a big fit and try and try and try. To not, it's going to lash out. It's going to try its best not to let go. But can I tell you something? It knows its time is coming. Jesus I love this. The demonic spirit in this boy saw Jesus and convulsed and fought and wrenched. And here's the thing. You know, many of you have prayed for your situation. It seems to be getting worse and worse. And I need help at this. And it just seems uh, this is happening. And those things were. And Jesus is on the scene. And he's about to change things forever for this young boy. Look at this. Verse 21. And Jesus asked the father, how long has he been, has this been happening to him? It's kind of a crazy question. To me, because why is that relevant to anything, you know? How long has this been happening? Well, Jesus just inquiring minds want to know. And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. So here's the thing. This, this demonic oppression, this demonic uh, spirit that lived within him was trying to take this young boy out. How many knows that the scripture tells us that the devil is here to kill, steal, and destroy everything within us. He wants to destroy you. He wants to take you out however he can see. And here's the thing. It's been a long time. Some of you have been walking through a trial for a long, long time. I've been dealing with this depression. I've been dealing with this alcoholism. I've been dealing with this hidden sin. I've been dealing with this lust. Or I've been dealing with this son or daughter who is running from you. And here's the thing. It's causing me harm. And it's got me on edge. But look at this. This is what the next part of that scripture says. But if you can do anything. This is what the Father says. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I'm positioning myself right here for a miracle, Lord. And now I'm just going to ask you, Lord, if you can do anything, have compassion on me. Lord, I am here. He asked for compassion and help. And I love this. Jesus is like, you know, what a crazy statement to even say to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you can do anything, right? If you can do anything, Lord. And it's almost as if he's saying, I dare you. And, And this is crazy. So the man, he says what? He says, but if you can do anything. And what I like about this, the man ifs Jesus, then Jesus ifs the man back. The man says, if you can do anything. But Jesus says this, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. It's as if Jesus is saying, do you you know who I am? 
I don't think he's saying it in a, in a pious way, but he's like, I, I have all authority in heaven and hell, and I, I can tell things to move, and they'll move. I can tell this mountain to move. I can tell this demon to, to get, and it will get. All things are possible for the one who believes. But what, what a unique ex- exchange between these, these two. And most Christians can ad- identify with this man from time to time. It's our acknowledgement of our inadequacy that f- allows God to work in our lives. Let me say that again. That's a lot to say. But it, it, it's the acknowledgement of our inadequacy that allows God to work in our lives. So when we get to the point to say, oh, I can't do anymore, God. It's all you. And God's like, oh, that's what I've been waiting for right there. That surrender right there. It's true, it's true to the point of salvation. Salvation comes to inadequate sinners who realize their need and ask for forgiveness. Same principle. Faith quickly arises in the man, and I've heard it from others, and I know I'm, I'm, he says, I've heard it from them, and now I'm hearing it from you, Lord. And look at this, verse 24. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, here's a little bit, but help my unbelief. Have you ever been there? God, I believe, but I need you to help me here because I'm struggling too. I trust you, Lord, but I'm struggling in trusting you too. What an honest confession of this man. Even belief there is, is, is nagging hopelessness and, and, and doubt. But some translations say with tears in his eyes, he cries out, Jesus, I believe. I love this man because he's, his humility comes through here. Next line, help my unbelief. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm not seeing the picture anymore. I, I, I want to believe. I'm doing my best here. But Lord, I need you to help me too. It went from, Lord, help my son to help me to believe that you're going to do something in my son. And as the church, we are quick to say, I believe, Lord, but not as fast to cry out and ask for help. I believe in you, Lord, but Lord, I can do nothing without you. And I say this, Lord, forgive me for my unbelief in my own life. Verse 25 says, And when Jesus saw the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Don't you dare come back here. And when we believe in in the works of Jesus and act in faith, he changes the situation. Can I tell you this? Depression can't, can't stand. Marriages are healed. Sickness is touched. Jobs open up. The wayward son or daughter comes home. The blind see, the mute speak, the deaf hear, and the lost are found. It's time that the church stand up and be the church that Christ has called us to do, to be in. That means to do greater things. We say it. Do you believe it? Verse 26. And after crying out and convulsing uh, him terribly, it came out. 
and the boy was like a corpse. So most of them said, he's dead. They thought Jesus killed the young boy. But Jesus, I love this. This is such a picture of grace. It says this, but Jesus took the hand of him and lifted him up, and he arose. The very thing that the enemy has used to knock you down, you think it's all, and people are looking at you and saying, oh, they're dead, they're no good. God's going to be like, no, there's more here. I've got a purpose and destiny. Bow your heads with me. All things are possible to those who believe. Today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you charge our faith. Lord, I, I pray for those who may have struggled in their faith in recent days. Those who have lost hope. God, I pray, Lord. For those who are maybe tired, maybe their faith has waned. But I believe, Lord, coming into the year, this new year, Lord, that faith can arise in our hearts. God, things that we've seen, the mountaintop experience. God, I'm, I'm grateful for all the things that happened in 2020, 2021, and, and those are great moments, but Lord, I can't stay in those moments. God, you've called me more than just to go from mountain mountaintop experience to mountaintop experience, but Lord, to get from those moments, God, I have to go through the valley. God, and I pray, Lord, that in those moments where you fill me up, God, that I can be used to be poured out to a lost and dying world. God, I ask, Lord, that as we pray for people, Lord, that they wouldn't be empty words and lost words. Not saying them just because that's what we do, but doing it because we believe. We truly believe that, Lord, that you can answer the prayer. And we put our faith in you, Jesus Christ. God, today, Lord, we may be like the Father. We may have to have an honest confession. I believe, but man, God, you got to help me with my unbelief. It's something I'm struggling with. And I believe that most of us in this building can say that from time to time. We've been there. I believe, Lord, but man, help me with my unbelief. Not seeing it like I thought I would see it. It hasn't played out the way I thought it would. This door didn't open like I thought it would, or this door shut, or whatever the case. But God, I believe, but help my unbelief. If you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation to know Him. We're saved by faith. I talked about faith today in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ would come. He would take the place of your sin, and He would bear your sin on a cross that He did not deserve. Scripture tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the start. And God wants a relationship with you today. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation to know him. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you don't know him, would, would you just lift your hand, anybody in the building, to wait just a moment. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being patient for a moment. If you're here today and say, hey, Pastor, I, I need my faith charged. I, hmm, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Say, I, I want the Lord to, to move and minister. I want the Lord to increase my faith. I want the Lord to help me. And I will move into a realm that he's called me to. I'm going to do this. If you, you just stand with me. I thought you just stand. Moving level today. That is cool. You know, to my time of faith, faith, faith. God, for even more, Lord, they didn't believe. God, for things that believe in, things that believe in, God, Lord, that we believe in you. Maybe you don't have until now, but there's a way, because in Tarleton, where we can't be, I, God, I believe in these sort of things. Lift hands. Just get shit a little Man. 